0: Hello, friends. I'm Colleen Orcanyon and you're listening to Food for Thought, Spiritually Speaking, where we explore ways to have a more profound encounter with God. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe or follow in your podcast app to get weekly updates and notifications. And please share this with others or send me a message on my website if you like it at ColleenOrkanian.com. That would be great. Now for today's episode called, Can I Get a Witness?, Imagine God saying that. Can I get a witness? That's not just a question God asks to a nameless group of people, but one he asks to each one of us individually. He's asking that question, looking directly at you, directly at me, and saying, will you be my witness? Jesus said in Matthew 28, "'Go therefore and make disciples of all nations.'" So we know there's an expectation of witnessing because that's how people come to know God. But why are we called to witness? Can't God do this without our help? He is God, after all. But the cool thing is that God wants us to be part of the plan of salvation. And that is an honor for us. It's an honor and a duty to be his witnesses in the world. St. Paul said in Acts 20, 26, and 27, Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Paul spoke of his responsibility to preach the whole gospel, and we have that same responsibility today. If Paul had not preached the truth, he would have some ownership of the loss of the souls he encountered. He had to share God's truth with love and not water it down to make it more palatable. God calls us to the very same work of witnessing in the world. So, how do we do that? There are two specific ways we can witness with our words and with our actions. First, let's look at how to witness with our words. The the first and really simplest way is to share our story. God has done something in our lives. He changed something. He changed us in some way. And we know that. Because we've become a new person. So, what's changed? What is the difference that God made in your life, in my life? And how can we describe that transformation in words to another person? That's what I mean by sharing your story. You can also share your story by telling someone about an experience you had with God. A God moment, so to speak. When you've been able to see God's hand at work. For me, I see his hand in my writing. The ideas flow, the words come, and I have time to sit and write. I can also see God's hand in spiritual direction meetings when I'm able to identify what's blocking a person in their encounter with Jesus. And I can see his hand when I become aware of one of my faults, a time maybe I'm being selfish or fearful or proud. He reveals my weaknesses to me so that I can begin to overcome them. These are all God moments And sharing these God moments with others is a way of witnessing in the world. Another way we can witness with our words is in the conversations that we have. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we do it by being fully present. When I'm in a conversation with someone, they should be the only person that matters in that moment. No distractions like my phone or looking at other people or watching TV. That time is theirs. When we're fully present to another person, we show them that we recognize their value. I think if I was in a conversation with Jesus, he would make me feel that I was the only person in the world in that moment, the only one that mattered. We can witness to Jesus by being fully present in our conversations with others, just as Jesus would be with us. And a second way in our conversations is to always be charitable. This applies especially when the conversation turns to gossip. The letter to the Romans includes gossip as one of the serious sins that keeps people out of heaven. Yet, we do it so frequently and so easily. We get sucked into a conversation that tears people down, which is a poor witness to our Christian faith. A positive witness always has charitable conversations and redirects that gossip out of the conversation. Our conversations can also be witnessing when we speak naturally about our faith. We don't want to force it into the conversation. That would be something like, um, Hey, speaking of loving bacon, I just read an interesting thing in the Bible. That's not very natural. But there are natural openings in conversations if you look for them. For example, someone invites you somewhere, but you can't go because you have something at church. Tell them that. Don't hide the reason that you can't go. Be authentic with people. If faith is the biggest part of who you are, it should be obvious to those around you. A third way to witness with our words is to answer questions about the faith that we have. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within you. So know what you believe and why and be able to explain it. Some things are a mystery, but your hope should not be. And you won't have all the answers, but but we should be able to answer the big ones. Questions are one of the ways that people learn about God. We, We might also have the opportunity to correct lies and misunderstandings of our faith. Maybe it would make you a little defensive, but if you approach those kinds of challenges from a perspective of curiosity, in other words, they really want to understand, then you're more likely to keep calm when responding. Maybe you were put in that conversation to correct an error. Someone might say to me, Why do you Catholics worship Mary? I can give an answer to that. We don't. Then I have a chance to explain. This is a way to witness with my words. A fourth way to witness with words is to extend invitations. I heard an interview with Dan Burke in which he told a story of a priest whose father was not Catholic. And when the priest was asked why, um, I think maybe the, the priest's father was asked why, and the father said, because nobody ever asked him. Sometimes God has someone right there in front of us and wants us to invite them into his family. So how often do we fail to do that because we think they'll say no? Don't be afraid. They can say no, it's okay, but they won't say yes if you don't ask. So invite them to church or a small faith group or a faith event like a revival or a concert or something. Invite them to listen to a podcast or read a blog. Those are all ways to witness. Let God lead you and then be bold and speak. So those are some ways to witness with our words. We can also witness with our actions. 1 Peter 1.22 tells us to love one another intensely from a pure heart. And in Matthew 5, 43 and 44, Jesus tells us to love our enemies. In both of these scripture verses, we're commanded to witness with our actions. So what does that actually look like? Well, first, of course, we serve others. And we serve them without an agenda. Maybe our service will make another curious enough that they ask us, What's wrong with us? Why are we so nice? Then we can share our witness. When we serve first... We earn the trust that can lead to an opportunity to witness with our words. The other part of service, other than the doing, is the heart of service. We're supposed to do all things with love, it says in 1 Corinthians 13. There's no grumbling. There's no patting myself on the back. There's no quid pro quo. It's just, I love and I do it out of love. We also witness by extending mercy. And this is... One of the most demanding of God's commandments. It takes time and grace and will. Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That is hard. We want to be doing that, but we don't. And we also want to be like the the father of the prodigal son, welcoming back the one who caused us pain. The world thinks we're fools when we do this. It's okay. But unforgiveness is a poison to our souls and bodies. And healing comes through mercy. That's a powerful witness. We witness by being a good friend. And we don't just befriend somebody so they'll come to church, as if they're a notch in our salvation belt. Our job is not to save souls, but to serve souls. So we be a friend without setting spiritual goals for the other person. We just love them. And we're authentic, even in our imperfection, which means not being afraid to be honest about whatever struggles we have in life, too. We're not trying to come across as a perfect person because we're not. But we witness that, that love for Jesus by being a good friend to other people. And we can also witness in our suffering. We can make the most of that suffering by offering it up, That suffering becomes redemptive, just like the suffering of Christ on the cross. So, when we suffer with hope and joy, well, people are going to wonder why. And it's inspiring. Every suffering can be counted as joy when we unite our suffering with that of Christ on the cross. The ultimate question is how does God want you to witness? We learn that through prayer and listening to God. Let God lead. He'll show you who to witness to and how. Listen for God's prompting to talk with someone or serve. Pray for opportunities to share and watch for those opportunities. But if you miss one, it's okay. Ask for another chance. So with that, let's consider a couple of questions to bring to prayer. Question one. How is God calling you to witness with your words? Who does he want you to speak to? Question two, how is God calling you to witness with your actions? And here's a bonus question, which is harder for you, words or actions, and why? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. If you found it helpful, please share this podcast with a friend. And may God bless you in just the way you need today.